Welcome to The Red Podcast, a place for bold, inspired, outrageously courageous, and just a tad bit naughty women leaders come together. I'm Elaine Kalila, and I'm the founder of the Priestess Presence Temple, a sisterhood of over 80,000 women. For the past 25 years, I've had the great pleasure and privilege of supporting, inspiring, catalyzing, and initiating women to remember who they are. The Red Podcast is a place where you can come to lean into your edges, listen for that which yearns to be expressed more fully through you, and to say yes to the places that probably scare you. More importantly, I'm going to be talking with some amazing women who are spiritual and grounded, and we're going to be chatting about what it takes for each one of us to step into the legacy of our purpose and fully bring it to the world that we're here to co-create. Your presence is a gift, so I say bring it. We're here to listen to your red, your leading edge, that place of evolution within you. Hope you enjoy the conversations. Well, hello, hello there, my beautiful red women. It's Elaine Kalila here. And oh my goodness, I am back with another amazing episode of the Red Podcast. For all of you red women leading from the edges of your hearts, your wombs, your minds, birthing a new world into being through who we are at the heart of ourselves. Today, I have with me a really, oh, beloved sister from many, many years ago who sparked up in my mind just recently. She's been MIA a little bit because she had a baby about 10 months ago. (laughs) And for all of you who've had a baby, you'll know that that journey takes us on a, a very, very wild and interesting ride. But today I'm so, so grateful to have Kit Maloney sitting next to me, also known lovingly by myself as Katara. Hi, my love. Hello. (laughs) So, oh my goodness. Well, Kit and I go back a long, long way and I wanted to bring her all to you because she is actually the very first woman woman, that's really deliberate in me saying that, she's the very first woman who introduced me to the idea that we can take care of our yonis and our wombs through a very ancient and old practice called yoni steaming or womb saunering or what do you call it today? What do you, how do you describe today it? Today I call it yoni steaming. I am okay. very open to all the names. Oh, but... yoni well, <laughs> and so, you know, this was a few years ago that came onto this this sort of remembrance through her priestessing work, right? And um, through, Kit, Kit has been part of the 13 Moon Mystery School with me. She has been part of um, retreats with me. She's been in my community for, I don't know, how many years? 10 years? Almost 10 years. Something like that, yeah. 10 years. <laughs> so Kit and I have gotten to hang out in a number of different ways. And one of the things I love about the work that you're doing and about how you stand in the world is a lot to do with what I would call the democratization of access into our power as women and how this is connected into this ancient art of yoni steaming and taking care of our womb bodies and understanding that there is a whole set of medicine practices, spiritual practices that go along with being a womb priestess and a womb medicine woman. So, mm-hmm. I'm having a focus on the womb because, as you know, I'm deep into the path of the Magdalene and have been for many years now. And one of the things that's fascinated me as I've been uncovering the layers of this work is, you know, this this understanding of our womb as really the center of our power as women. It seems so obvious, (laughs) on one level, but on another level, it has been something that's been so medicalized and so fraught with the fact that we have to kind of manage our wombs and our menses and our periods. And, you know, like it's something that's a bother, right? And it's something that's in the way. And I know that a lot of people have been doing a lot of work over the years to reclaim the power of this. And I see you as being one of those women. So I would love to start off the conversation with you, sweetheart, about what is it that what what awakened you to this journey? Like, how did you discover the whole art of yoni steaming? And then how did you kind of like go, oh, well, that's what I'm going to do with my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's kind of, when people sort of ask you at the grocery store, what do you do for a living? 
You're like, well, I give facials to your yoni, you know? It's like, yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, That's it's a beautiful kind of, way of saying it. You know? <laughs> so tell us, tell us about your journey inside of this. And yeah. for all of you who are kind of curious, um, you can join us along on this ride. So, yeah. I think remembrance is such a key piece of it all. Um, and yoni steaming, my first yoni steam really dropped that in for me. Like we can say in our mind, certainly even a bit in our heart space, like we remember, we remember there's something about connecting the heart and the womb that just brings back a depth to our understanding of our power that I have never seen mm. elsewhere. <laughs> um, and there is something around steam mm. that activates that remembrance mm. that I find really special and powerful mm. in a way that I, I don't have another touch point on. And I first came to steaming well into my journey with mm. womb work, with sexuality work. I mean, really, I was doing that work for almost at that point, 20 years. Wow. Uh, so much so I was at a workshop for learning more about female ejaculation. <laughs> and I was there like mind blown, but also coming with some knowingness, right? Like yeah. coming from the sexuality space, coming from this remembrance of the healing power of orgasm. That was really the work that I was centered around until I went to this workshop that then I was listening to other women speaking about steaming. And I had this really powerful moment where I caught my own judgment of them. Um, and I caught my own inner patriarchy, inner too muchness, putting that on them. <laughs> like you were like, what were you thinking? Like, whoa, no, that's just really, oh, come on. Too, come on, ladies. Nah, -uh. <laughs> like, what are we talking about now? And in, in the context of I'm at a freaking female ejaculation workshop. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that weird how our internalized oppressions show up like that? Like, oh, we can be fine with female ejaculation, but you steaming your yoni? I don't think so. Um, and so I just was driving home that night, really stuck on it. Um, really yeah. like, is that too much? What were they thinking? This is what, this is what makes us all seem so weird. We do things like this, you know, just in that. <laughs> That looked right, and uh, and then I just I did I just caught the joke of it all, oh. and, and thankfully had access to that laugh, and then that yeah. opened up my curiosity, and I booked a, my first session. I think the next day, I was wow. like, I have to if I have this much energy right now. It's that energy is being presented as judgment. But like, it's energy, it's telling me something and it's strong, you know, like I'm in it. And so, so there's something good. here for me. Yeah. And so it was within a week, um, I went and I, I worked with this wonderful practitioner. And for me, I went up with intentions of like, let's check this out. People seemed to think it was really powerful. Um, I love connecting to the divine feminine. Those were really my intentions there. And I, I mean, it was life-changing in so many ways, right? Because it literally was the birth of a new business, a new focal point for me. Um, but it, it accessed that remembrance mm. in a way that centered gentleness. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That still brings up so much for me. Like, yeah. The steam is so gentle. And the way we hear <laughs> about it being spoken about from people who don't steam or don't have, um, have fear around the power of the womb, have their own, you know, their own inner patriarchy is guiding them to needing to protect rather than trust, which is something that has really been coming up for me. And I would love to dive in and get your wisdom around that. Mm. 
we can trust the wound. And steam is an invitation to that because it is steam. It is hot water, right? Like there is an element of risk, of course. And yet this is intentionally a gentle practice, I believe. Um, And therefore it opens us into a gateway into our body that the gateway itself is like nothing else I've ever experienced. It's all internal. It's soft. It's opening. It's involving all of the elements. And it is for us and our remembrance and our healing. And we can do it in circle with other womb-bodied people. And we can do it on our own. And so it can be in service of our individual healing and our collective remembrance. And when we ta- when I was in the space of sexuality work, all of that can be true around orgasm. And we live in, we are still in patriarchy. And so much of the way we talk about orgasm, so much of the way we're still talking about sexuality is just in that messy, messy soup. <laughs> um, and we sometimes go into this conflation about it being othered, it being performative, um, and it's it's all there and it's it's all okay, certainly. And then I just think that adding steam, this practice, can really help us clear out what what we need <laughs> and where we're bringing actually the energy of patriarchy, that harshness, that otherness, that performativity, um, that comparison, um, and just help us let it go. Um, So it was a really powerful thing to learn about. And that gentleness is something that I, I think is, is so profound for me. Um, So as you know, you know me, I can be rather intense and (laughs) I, I, I want I want things for the world and for myself and this pathway into the gentleness, the softness as really the most aligned, the, the way of the goddess, the way of the Magdalene. You know, she knew she's helping us remember that we walk, we walk gently. There's so many pieces to this because um, I remember you giving birth before Mm -hmm. your baby to Mm -hmm. Katara and um, Katara, by the way, is a name that <laughs> that is a spiritual name for my dear sister Kit that she took on actually when she was training as a 13 moon priestess. Do you want to tell that story just a little bit? Because it's actually really yeah. connected into it's so your, connected your work, into all of right? this, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, oh. <laughs> so I'll I'll share one thread of the story. Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. See where it goes. But um 13 moon, all of the archetypes so powerful. And the first um, Mysterium I did with you incorporated the goddess of compassion as an archetype we were sitting with for the day. And we had just sat with the great mother and we were having dinner and we'd had this beautiful, very intense, beautiful day. And you looked at me and you were like, "Mm, get ready for tomorrow. What is that about? (laughs) I kind of remember that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You mean this was like got us light? Like, (laughs) (laughs) and it was just that amazing, amazing little drop of um, of I see you, and that guided me through the next day when I walked through your door, and I instantly felt that frequency, and I had this full body release. I mean, I started crying for hours, hours, hours um, and entered that temple and it was so powerful. And Mm. the goddess of compassion still guides me daily, but that was intentional work with her and that archetype for many years. Mm -hmm. And many years later, sitting in goddess of love, which was the um, the first temple I sat with you in 10 years ago, um, I really felt like I was coming into my blend, which I had had some awareness of, of goddess of love, the muse, and then rooted in goddess of compassion. And you reflected to me on that retreat that you had seen that blend and you had seen Tara come through me in that circle. Mm-hmm. And that this name, this blend of my given name and Tara 
an archetype of the goddess of compassion blended mm. came through to you and that you were gifting me to that as a priestess named Katara. And it was so powerful to receive that. And I really was like, okay, but like, not quite yet. <laughs> it just landed as so powerful. And I was both ready and not ready. Yeah. And I think there was something really, really connected with how I felt about steaming. And mm-hmm. when this idea to really bring forth steaming in a more mainstream way and present really intentionally made beautiful products to make this more easily accessible for everybody to do at home. I was thinking of a variety of different names and one day was on this walk and had this remembrance of Katara and thought this is, this is her energy. Yeah. And I, as very much part of my practice of leading Katara am in relationship with her. Um, and I am so grateful for that because mm-hmm. she guides me and she guides what products come through. She guides how we speak, how we walk, everything. And, and I, I learned so much from her. Oh my goodness. What an example. I just really want to bow to you, sweetheart. Um, you know, because I'm so fascinated by how we're being called to lead differently as women. This is part of my conversation here on the Red Podcast is like, you know, how do we create a different way of being in our sacred businesses, being in our lives, bringing through our purpose work, and just you sharing the story, the interwoven story of how this is bridges the worlds of our physical, emotional, or spiritual being as a woman, like these multiple layers, right, of our, of who we are as these incredible mm-hmm. beings. And when I heard you and felt you say, you know, that there was this, this gentleness, this uh, that quality of gentleness, of compassion, of kindness, you know, that's, these are all the words that, that these are the frequencies of the goddess of compassion. And the goddess of compassion is a powerful, fierce, ferocious kindness <laughs> and love for ourselves first. And I've really, you know, it's so interesting because I've just got done, um, offering the temples for this year into the goddess of compassion. We've been in a priestess now, but this year, I I think, you know, and I've been teaching this work for, I don't know, 15 years, like a long time now. Mm-hmm. But even so, and I love that you said you're still learning from her because there was a way in which I understood the notion of you, you absolutely have to have compassion for yourself first. You have to love yourself first, truly to unlock that in yourself to be able to offer it to another. And it's like, I've been working with this and teaching this and working this for years, but there was something that landed inside me this year that was different. And so I just really want to honor you listening in your business for the guidance of this energy, spiritual energy, archetypal energy that is informing everything you do. And I think as women, this is part of our role, is actually that marriage between the worlds. So I'm wondering if you can speak a bit about, for the uninitiated mm. yonis out there. Mm. <laughs> I've been initiated because Kit, Kit sent me a Katara, a beautiful yoni steaming box, years ago when she first started making these. So I've been initiated by Kit into this world. Thank goodness, because I've been perimenopausal for at least seven years now. This helps. I'm just going to tell you, this helps. <laughs> um, but I'd love to hear from your point of view, like what is the, like the biological, emotional, spiritual, ritual meaning of a yoni scene? Like why, why do it? What is it even? Yeah. So <laughs> what is it um, is potentially a good access point. Okay. Let's go there first. What is so, it? <laughs> what is it? It is, the simple act of positioning your yoni above heated water. And from that simple act, we can build on layers mm-hmm. of complexity, um, mm-hmm. including using certain herbs for certain benefit. Um, what I make through Katara is products to make this easier, more comfortable, and to add a sense of ritual to the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so we make a variety of seats in particular so that you sit on this handmade wooden box 
um, and the water is underneath it and you can really fully drop in to the experience of receiving the scene. Mm-hmm. You can do it in child's pose. You can do it kneeling. You can do it like I used to before I started making these with all sorts of ways of rearranging furniture. <laughs> um, I love it. That, was, that was my big moment of like, it's time to buy a secret. You almost slipped again. <laughs> oh my God. Right. <laughs> right. So anyhow, um, but for those who um, are listening and really intrigued and feeling the call and yet having a barrier to a financial investment, I do have a video that I, I really love and I invite you to check out, which is simply how do Yoni seem at home without a seat? Um, and that's a really nice offering because, um, you know, it's a way of seeing if this practice is resonant for you at this time in your life um, before maybe taking that leap. Um, but like me, I was in that resistance kind of to getting all the things, you know, that we can talk about that and how I was not in resistance to buying all sorts of other things for other people at that time, but somehow <laughs> buying something for the womb, it, it's, it's a really big initiatory process that I witness now hundreds of us go through in terms of, am I going to make this investment in myself? Am I going to make this investment in my womb space? Um, and that in of itself is, I think, quite a journey and has a lot of healing in it. And I digress. Um, you can check out that video if you want to check out ways to do it without a seat. Right. We'll make the sure the link to that is in the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and then you sit and you sit there for about 15, maybe up to 30 minutes, depending on your body and some sensitivities that should be considered. Um, and you release and that gets into the, why would you do it? And Really, the way we believe steaming to work is that it is facilitating a release of the womb, a release of the uterus. And pretty much all the ailments that we experience in the womb are from some sort of stagnation. So we cramp because there is stagnation and the uterus has this built-in cleansing tool that all organs do. Yeah. Um, which is so beautiful. And we have our menstrual cycle during our bleeding years that really helps us cleanse the uterus. Um, what we also have is a ton of toxicity and stress in our lives. Oh my gosh. And we it's have an invitation with steam to help us facilitate a full release. Mm. Uh, and so I think that's a really beautiful way of looking at it because I've heard some people, you know, understandably, we live with so much, um, so much of, sort of womb attack that we can understand why people would say, well, why would we do that? Like, are you denying the womb's inherent wisdom? Like, oh, no, 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 no. I I would never. (laughs) Um, um, But I'm also recognizing our culture and how much stagnation and tension and pain and trauma we hold in this space and how we can be engaged in supporting that release. Mm. Um, and so just like we dry brush or exfoliate the skin as, a, as our largest organ, we do breath work for the lungs to support that natural cleanse. Um, you know, we, we support the cleanses of other organs. This is an opportunity to support the full cleanse of the womb, of the uterus. Wow. Um, so that, that's how it's operating, both for the alleviation of cramps and pain around bleeding time, mm-hmm. all the way up to the support that we've seen it offer folks who are steaming to release fibroids. You know, that's a stagnation, that's a dampness in the body that the steam is working with the body to help let go. Um, Through the perimenopause and the menopause age um, and cycle, just letting the womb release what needs to be cleansed. Sometimes that's an excess of heat. Sometimes that's um, remaining dried blood in the uterus that's causing some of the other issues to come up. Um, and when it comes to fertility, it's also really important, um, because if we can have a full cleansed uterus, we are just that much more likely to have a cycle that's optimized for fertility and that's optimized for our implementation. Um, and again, just this theme of release, 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 this is why it's also really helpful in a ubiquitous practice around the world for postpartum women so that we can offer the uterus a really beautiful, soft, gentle experience mm-hmm. of achieving that full cleanse after giving birth. Um, and there are tons of other benefits for postpartum, um, including just helping with healing any tearing 
um, re helping to support the lift of the organs back into the body um, and reconnecting us to that space again through gentleness. I mean, my first postpartum steam was a, a tremendously beautiful and powerful spiritual. Mm. Mm. Let's talk about that. So that I, well, obviously there's the physical part of this, right? Which is like, you know, yes, taking herbs in through steam, whether it's through our yonis or our mouths or our noses, right, has obvious benefits and has been used throughout time immemorial as, as a way for us to work with the body. What is the spiritual aspect of this work? I think that's more luminous for us to understand, right? Because I understand, you know, as one who is, you know, a priestess and for those of you who are listening, you know, that there's, there's a, such a, a profound power in coming into contact with your own womb and yoni in this way and making um, a ritual out of it. But I'd love to hear you speak from your experience mm-hmm. what that is. Mm-hmm. What do you notice in yourself and the women that you work with that comes to them? Mm. <sighs> So Mm. we live, I certainly live in a day-to-day that is is packed with to-dos and is packed with technology and a lot of noise. Mm. And there's so much beauty in that. And I am so grateful for the ways it connects us and the ways that we can access knowledge through that patterning Mm. and when I take the time to turn on my my heat source my burner and connect with the water that I'm putting in my steam pot and hold the herbs in my hand it is a slowing down it is initiating the the remembrance of the practice of Mm. connecting with elements of of really the slowing down Mm. Uh, and when I shut my door, I'm saying to my husband and to my baby, this is time for me and time for my body. And I, I find that mm. connecting to my body and connecting to my heart and my womb is, is my spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've seemed in all sorts of different capacities and um, including, very much including texting <laughs> And just very much saying like, I need a steam and I can't get myself out of the unwind and I just need to do all these other things too. So I'm going to, and that's wonderful. Those steams are always really beneficial and they're a real signal signal to me that um, it's, it's time, it's time to, mm-hmm. to really reorient and, um, and to look at the invitation to put things down and to simplify and to really come back into presence. Um, and that's been such a learning I've received from you over this decade of the connection to spirit happens in presence and mm. steam is a conduit for that. Mm. Um, and really this, this tension point of the steam being hot and you're placing it by your most sacred space um, and needing to be in relationship with that heat I think is a way in which it invites us into that presence and into the trust of our inner knowing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we have the tension of it both being gentle and being something we need to have awareness of its power. You know, you can, you can absolutely get burned. Um, And I think there, I I trust that tension also as part of the medicine. Um, And I've actually spoken with a few people who have expressed to me that concern that when will I know, when do I step up or turn off the heat? And that's a really beautiful vulnerability to share. And I'm so grateful for it because it helps us see with so much compassion, we live our day to day having not only our inner knowing being questioned, attacked, um, not listened to, shut down, or censored, but we have it also 
being done to that, those things being done to such an extent that it is disconnecting us from our instincts. Mm. So if you're, if you're disconnected from your instinct to stand up, that is very revealing to where your connection is to your body. And if that's something that's coming through, then steam very slowly. And, Mm -hmm. and I would invite people to see that as a way of thinking, okay, I'm actually going to steam without the burner on. I'm going to get it to its highest point. Mm -hmm. That's gentle while Mm -hmm. I sit Mm -hmm. on the steam pot. And then from there on, it's going down, Mm -hmm. um, which is such a beautiful consideration. And so Mm -hmm. all of these to me are, are this access point to the dialogue with ourselves, with our body, with our trust in ourselves. And in that unlocks our connection our connection to the remembrance of our power. And that's, oh. that's my spiritual. Wow. So, so let's just, um, thank you for sharing all of that, you know, and as you're speaking, I, what I'm really aware of is, um, and I've had this conversation a lot because the path of our divine feminine spirituality, right, is, is reclamation work. Like there's still a lot of reclamation work going on and, um, um, a lot of that is to do with the notion of, okay, um, how we come into relationship with our womb. Now, I want to say this with a caveat because I know some of you listening to this don't have a womb. And maybe, mm-hmm. um, and I, maybe you can talk about that too. Like if you don't have a womb, I'm assuming that yoni steaming is still very valuable, right? Because you yes. still have a yoni. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you don't have womb or you don't have ovaries, there's still yeah. a yoni. Okay. So yes. let's clear that up for first. But even mm-hmm. if you don't have a physical womb, and I know I talk about this a lot in my work. Even if you don't have a physical womb, we, we all have a womb space within us that we are connected into the womb. We are all born from the womb, right? Our earth mother is a womb. We are never disconnected from the womb, in fact. And I'm curious for you as a, as a, as somebody who's been called to this work, what is the, most significant healing on the emotional, spiritual level that we can have through this work? What would you say that would look like from your experience and from being with other women? Mm. Mm. Um, As you say, we all came from a womb. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I had learned about before and in my early days of steaming was that steam has been something that has been used throughout all lands of the earth for thousands of years. Mm. And we have been disconnected from it. Some of us have lineages that don't have any disconnect, which is so beautiful. And many of us have at least a few, if not several generations Mm. where we haven't had our matrilineal line steam, but we go back further, far enough. And we do. Mm. <laughs> I can feel that truth. Yeah. I can really feel that with you too, sweetheart. Mm. And that connection to our ancestry is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And that we can access it through this gentle, soothing practice of sitting over heated water and herbs. It's like just totally magic to me. <laughs> I mean, here it is. It's so simple. We, we all have access to this within yeah. 15 minutes. Um, and, and I think that's, that opens up a dialogue of curiosity and of knowing that that balance with with our cosmic connection, with the forward and the back and the all around of who we are, why we have come to be embodied beings at this time, what the messages mm-hmm. of that are meant for us to be more cognizant of at that time. Yeah. And that's what I see in myself and in others as, as we steam, when we talk about the ancestral connection, when we talk about the spiritual element of it as a practice, mm-hmm. it's that connection. Yeah. You know, 
I came to Yoni seeming pretty late in my life, really, right? In the last, I don't know, whatever, five years. Uh, <clears throat> and for me, what brought me into it was this profound transition that I've been going through. And I know I've been speaking about this on the podcast quite a bit because I really think it's, you know, an incredible transition. But I've been perimenopausal, I would say, you know, pretty much for the last eight years. It's been an eight-year journey. And when I say that to women, Women younger than me, they're like, oh my God, eight years? And I'm like, yeah, honey, it's eight years. <laughs> you know, well, I can track it back and say, you know, that, and and y'all have heard this story, but, you know, I got pregnant when I was 46, really late, and I ended up miscarrying that pregnancy. And that really sparked into a perimenopausal experience. In fact, when I liken perimenopausal experience for me and everybody's experience is different but for me there are um have been vast amounts of time in my process where i have felt pregnant that's that's the feeling you you you're you know the boobs are sore and enlarged like there's a heaviness there's a bloatedness there's this feeling of you know like you're pregnant and you're not pregnant with a baby you're pregnant with your with your divine croning self your your empress self like the new version of you that is wanting to be born through this period of time. And I think for me, the Yoni steaming has been something that has given me refuge when I have been really, um, where I have wanted to not pathologize my experience mm. of menopause. Because I think and you can say what you think about this kit, but for me, one of the things that has been most difficult is the medicalization or the, the pathologizing of something that's so very natural, right? This is my body. She's going through her natural process. Is she needing support? Yes. Does she need to have it all taken away? No. Am I learning through this process? Yes. Am I adjusting? Yes. Am I listening to who I'm becoming in this process? Yes. Am I being changed? Yes. Right. And there's been this way in which for me, the ritual and the practice has really been about coming to have a conversation with my body. That's <laughs> what I use that time for is because there are certain moments where it's really overwhelming. It can be really overwhelming for me. And I, and I have been like, oh my God, like, can I just be done? You know, there's a big old joke in my, with my friendship group, you know, I'm turning 55 in just a minute. And I don't know anybody in my own cohort who didn't, you know, reach their menopause at 50. So I'm like five years on from them. And, that, and you know, it's like a joke in our circles. And like, they don't ask me, like, have you done it? You know, you know, and what I've realized is, and I want to say this out loud to you all, everyone's process is different. And just because you're having a different process doesn't mean there's something wrong. And just because you're having hot flushes and you're having all the things, yeah, there are things you can do to help with that. And yoni steaming is one of them. Acupuncture is another one, by the way, which is absolutely amazing, right? Um, to help regulate this situation. And your body is actually cleansing and purifying and detoxing at this point in your life. And it's not just your body, your whole world is. You, you, you are going to get rid of things at this point in your life that have not worked for you in a while, but that you are now very clear do not work for you. And so for me, that whole thing around the yoni steaming is almost like a meditation and a communication with my body and my womb and my yoni to say, okay, what's, what's needing to be let go of now? Yeah. And it's been really amazing because I felt like it's been an anchoring into my body in a new way that, um, you know, the rituals serve that purpose. That's what they're for. <laughs> so I just wanted to say that, and I know you, you're at a completely different part of your life because you just had a baby and you're in my, deep in mama land, right? And I'm kind of like, some years on deep in my staging process. And so I just want to yeah, say, I yeah. feel like I could have shared something remarkably similar. Okay. So, so the connection us. with the body and the what's yeah. no longer of service. Yeah. I mean, that's how steaming is working on all different levels. Got it. I, I, I is what I see in myself and in so many others, Got you know, it. it's what 
people who are steaming for fertility are steaming in such a resonant way of what you're saying with in terms of going through into sage years. It's like, what is no longer serving us? What is blocking us from where we are going? Mm -hmm. Um, And that can happen with seeking a pregnancy. It can happen with what is the emotional component of the infections or the dampness of fibroids and cysts in the body. I mean, really, what are we being asked to let go of Mm -hmm. Um, on the physical, on the emotional, on the spiritual planes? And I think as we cycle, I mean, I'm so excited with the potential that women's are going to be steaming from their early teen years and their first bleeding times. And I think that those younger women might say to us, well, yeah, I mean, I remember this is really a time for me to connect to my body and see what needs to be let go of. Mm-hmm. Because what a journey that is in adolescence. We, it's of such a different, and in some ways, the other, you know, the other extreme of that conversation. Mm-hmm. And yet it's still this constant cycle of what are we creating and what are we letting go in service of that creation? Um, and so you and I entered at, at those two different points. And yet I just see such a similarity in both how it's working and what it's inviting us to think about oh, and to Isn't process. that interesting though, because, you know, when we're really talking to that, and I think that this is the other piece that's so multidimensional is, you know, when we talk about it, you know, this practice, this ritual being one where we're like really focusing on like, okay, being connected into the cycles of creation and destruction, right? Of what our menstrual cycle does for us, which is puts us directly in connection with the cycle of life in our bodies. And then you fractalize that out to, you know, the cycle of the lunar cycle, the cycle of the wheel of the year, the cycle of the epoch, the cycle of cosmos being created and destroyed. And it's kind of like that recognition that this simple practice is actually putting us in touch with all of that that's imprinted into us at a, at a cellular level, at a DNA level. And that is really the definition of why we've created ritual as women throughout our lives, because we are cyclical. We are, that's, that's really the divine feminine mysteries are based on this cyclical nature. And when we think about it in terms of our businesses, and I was just having this conversation today, like I'm really in that really achy place. And you're going to be hearing a podcast about this coming up, I promise you, because this is part of the menopause or wild woman, wise woman emerging. But I'm in that achy place in my sacred work in the world where, you know, I've been doing it a long time. And there's a level of mastery and depth and wonder and amazement in what's gotten built. And as with everything that's been built, there's also a stagnation that happens. Um, and it's so in, oh my gosh, Kat, I'm making this connection. It's so fantastic. We're having this conversation. But <laughs> I heard the word stagnation because just yesterday I was with my acupuncturist and she said to me, oh, you have some womb stagnations, like you have some stuck blood And I know that this is part of what Yoni steaming addresses, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not hanging out just in my womb. It's in my whole lower back area. And I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm having period cramps, but I'm not having a period, right? Because I'm not actively bleeding that often anymore. Anyway, amazing, right? Microcosm is happening in my body. I'm deep in menopause. It's happening there. In my business and my world, it's happening there. Right. So we as women who are business leaders need to look at our bodies. And this is where, oh my God, I could talk about this all day long, but what's happening in your body is happening in your business. It's happening in your relationships. So if there is stagnation happening in your body, look for where else it's happening in your world because there are mirrors going on. And the stagnation is not I think we can sometimes also think, oh, that's really bad. Oh, stagnation, yuck. No, stagnation is a part of life. It's a part of the composting of what has been. It's part of the metabolizing, right? And so I just was really getting in touch with how so much of the practice of us for us as women is about being able to have a framework to understand that 
and how to be with it and work with it. Because it's like, I see like, you know, the beauty of a business that's been formed for, you know, the last 10 years is this structure and form and beauty. The ache of it is there's a lot of crap that's no longer needed, that doesn't work, that's kind of broken, that isn't up to par, that's not how you want it to be. And that's like, I, I was thinking it's the same as your closet, right? <laughs> that's what just came to me. <laughs> you know what I mean though? It's like you look at your closet and you're like, oh geez, I haven't worn half that stuff in I don't know how long. I don't even know who wears that stuff because it's not me, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? But it's like this thing where you're like, oh, do I really have to clean that out? And then I was saying, you know, it's like, I always used to think about, you know, I've been someone who's moved hundreds of times in my life. Like you have too, right? I know you have. And it's like, the art of moving is that you don't ever have to really deal with the clutter because you just move and leave it. Yep. You just leave it. <laughs> and you start with a new canvas, right? <laughs> but this is the longest I've been anywhere that I'm in this house now. This is the longest I've been in any business. This is the longest I've been in this body. I'm in a whole different reality. So I'm saying all of this to all of you because what Kit just, you just said about, you know, you going through that phase postpartum, of course that makes sense. You've, you've born a whole baby through your body. You have to then clear it out mm-hmm. and make room for the next thing to come in. And that's what Yoni steaming is, right? It's incredible. Yes, it's incredible. <laughs> No, I mean, that is an incredible, to make that connection for me, even in this conversation with you. Yes. There's so many, there's yeah, so what many, you, what, what I'm now processing so much. <laughs> <laughs> I think there is, I mean, I will be thinking in this for a long time to come. And um, I do want to go back to another note that's just mm. so connected with what you're going through in perimenopause and menopause and what is so recent in my experience living in a woman, a woman's body with fertility, pregnancy, and birthing. Yeah. And that pathologization of our bodies mm-hmm. and, and how to navigate with that awareness and stay connected to ourselves and to our self-compassion and self-love. And I think I just want to, to name and sort of out myself as being very much on that journey. Um, and, you know, one of the, my sister-in-law asked me when our son was maybe two or three days old, um, are you thinking of having another? Oh my God. And it was <laughs> an amazing thing to like consider all the different right. things coming through. Um, You're like, I barely got but, this one out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People are so be so funny about that, right? It's like oh, it's you know, any time to just adjust. Well, being she has are. she has twins, so right. I think maybe it was a like a her <laughs> recognizing the beauty of that. Like she, they were both there once, or something. <laughs> right? And you're like, whoa, wait a second. Um, but for me, it's like that would be a whole another journey through this. And I said to her, I remember what was really coming through, which was. I feel like that is part of our path. And my biggest resistance is I'm not sure I can hold myself a whole nother round in this system. Like I found it that challenging to to, talk about an initiative, being pregnant, being, I started my conception journey when I was 37, 38. Uh I delivered my first child two days before my 40, 41st birthday. Oh my God. And I know this is happening to women at all ages. I yeah. don't mean yeah. to describe that. And when you're over 35 and you're on this path, there are literally different laws governing your body. Mm-hmm. There are certainly different protocols and you are just lumped in with so little consideration into this panicky situation with more test and prodding and it is under Mm. you know this 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 messaging around protection and safety and how it landed to me was a deep deep lack of trust um of who I am of who my body is and of her power and that was really hard to navigate and I just I see 
there was, there was something in what you shared that had me think, oh, right, this is, this is navigating our current system in a woman's body at any time when it comes to our womb space. Um, and so just knowing that oh if you're listening gosh. and resonating, you are not alone. And <laughs> well, and I think about it, like, thank you for saying that because if we really key into the womb, psychically, physically, is that organ of creation. It's the organ of gestation. It's the organ where we grow new life, whatever that is, whatever we're birthing into the world. And, and you know, as someone who didn't birth a baby into the world, I'm also acutely aware of that journey. So for all of you out there who are listening to me who didn't have children in, through your own womb, um, something I'm going to talk to you about, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, noodling on a podcast for that too because I think it's really really important for us to we get very unseen for those of us mm-hmm. who don't have birth children okay so that to one side I feel like there's something you're saying that's actually really can be extrapolated out to this whole notion that we, we've talked about a lot I think within the spiritual communities that we're at the end of a, an era and the beginning of a new one mm-hmm. and that we're really straddling this old world that is falling apart which is, by the way, natural, right? Naturally falling apart. It's done. <laughs> it's the old geezer. It's the old dude. He needs to pass away and be laid mm-hmm. to rest and blessed and released. <laughs> and in his place, something unknown is arising that we're all trying to figure out what it is. And we're all part of giving birth to it, actually. And we're all pregnant with it, but we're not even sure what it is. And we keep feeling that we should have birthed it already, but it hasn't actually been given birth to. And we're in the longest labor of our, of, of existence because we're not in a nine month gestation period. We're in, I don't know, like some would say, you know, a, a 26,000 gestation period, like depending on <laughs> what epoch or what markers you're using, right? So then how long is the labor? Mm-hmm. We might well ask, right? But it feels like, what you're speaking to is, is that living in a woman's body at this time is also realizing that we're not just birthing our own children. We're actually going through yes. this kind of death rebirth process as a culture. And we feel that in our bodies and we're trying to process that too in our bodies. And so it's, you know, I'm getting complete, like, you know, when you get those kind of like energetic, like, wah, boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I feel like, wow, I just landed on something from what you were sharing, Kit, that is really mind-boggling, actually. (laughs) That we would be, of course, we're feeling that in our bodies because we're organisms of the cellular structure of Mother Earth who is herself going through massive transformation right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no wonder I've been feeling so much tension (laughs) I'm like, when I look at it from that perspective, I'm like, you know, so, so. And that gives, that's just the lens I've been searching for, Clela. Thank you. Because it's like, it's hard to navigate in Mm. isolation or, you know, I'm not in isolation, but it's, Mm. I'm the one person in, in, you know, the award or whatever. I mean, I, I was fortunate enough to have a home birth and I'm so grateful for that experience. And I chose to navigate certain aspects of the Western system at different times. And it was a real struggle. And I think the frame of not in a bypassy way, but this, the truth of what you're saying is that to just know, okay, I'm also in the system that is reaching its breaking point and is collapsing and is terrified of collapsing. And so that is actually happening. And if I try to deny it, or if I try to bring the same like fixing, shamey energy that I feel it's throwing at me back toward it, it just keeps me in the loop with the awareness that you just shared open opens me a bit into recognition rather than sort of that that either victim um or or fighter um which is just not what you want to be constantly put in when you're pregnant (laughs) um right exactly exactly and so I want to just honor all of us who wherever you are in your linear earth walk (laughs) 
whatever Mm -hmm. phase of your own journey you're at, this practice, this ritual of the, of the yoni steaming and the womb work feels to me like we're still, um, the word I would give it is recohering our roots to the wisdom that we have here. And we've been taught to minimize this, right? And that's why I go back to what you shared in the very beginning, like, oh God, what are these women doing? Like, this is what gives us a bad name. Right? <laughs> it's that comment. And what I think is so revolutionary around admitting that, my love, is is your wisdom to know that that then meant there was something there for you. And I, and I want to say that to everyone. And that, by the way, is part of the training of the 13 Moon Mystery School, which mm-hmm. is, right? We're, we're pretty rigorous around that. But that, you know, when you come across the thing that you go, oh, shit, no, I'm not that. That's just blah, blah, blah. Like when you have that reaction, our work is to go, and, and, and what is that actually about? <laughs> Rather than to stay in the reaction, how amazing that that judgment transpired into you recognizing this was actually your path mm-hmm. i'm just well, saying that to you. Because, i mean i learned that with you <laughs> right, it's just um, so fascinating you know like yeah. for those of us who still feel like we're looking for our purpose path it might be really worth you looking at the thing that you say never doing that mm-hmm. <laughs> never it doing is that. because there's a charge right you know, that's, if there's, and that's what i've come that, to right? notice is like that charge it is it is the teacher Right. And so how right. can I follow it knowing Hashtag, that? Hashtag, the charge is the teacher. <laughs> That's it. That's it though, you know? It is because people ask me about that, about priestessing all the time. It's like, I believe you me, I was not comfortable with the word priestess or with the idea of priestessing at all when I first stepped into this. Like I was horrified at the idea. <laughs> I was like, I will do anything but call myself that. I am not woo-woo. I am a highly trained credentialed individual, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. whatever, you know, and it was like, but actually that is your Dharma, darling, <laughs> whether you like it or not. So mm-hmm. I want to just take a moment. It's been so deeply healing for me to be in conversation with you. I think, you know, one of the things I love most about these conversations is that I come along to be changed and transformed by you and the other women I get to talk to because these conversations are ones where we're literally unearthing the remembrance together and and discovering. And that's what I think I love so much about this podcast and why I continue to do it. So thank you for your wisdom sparking mine. And, And I'm curious for all of you who've been listening, what you're taking away and please feel free to connect with me over on um, my website at elainekalila.com and comment on the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and share it with someone you know. To learn more about Kit and the Katara world, it's very simple. You can go actually just go to Katara. Mm-hmm. You'll find her, katara.com, and there she is. Um, and we'll have links on my page on my website for you to be able to access into her work and to learn more. In particular, that video that shares how you can just get on and do a yoni steam and what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the work. A few more things to that. Um, yeah. Really beautifully, our URL is kataralove.com. There you uh, go. And which was such a beautiful journey to Katara Love. Katara was not available. <laughs> so, I know, right? They and I was like, oh, I guess it. it's also meant to talk on love, which seems very resonant. So uh, uh. love.com. And, um, and then we do have a special offering for Reg Ooh. listeners. Yes. Yeah. Good. What is it? Tell us about what the special offer is. Um, well, $22 toward any steam seat for you with the code red love. Ooh, um, red so, love. Yeah. Red love. love. that. <laughs> thank you sweetheart how generous yeah. well thank generous, you generous well listen my loves um i will we'll finish off for today it's an amazing conversation and um i'll see you all in the next episode thanks so much kit i love you thank you bye i want to thank you for listening to this episode of the red podcast It's been an honor to have you here with us. As Red Women, we are here leading from the edges of our own evolution. 
birthing new worlds into being through our bodies, our hearts, our minds, and our beautiful presence. If you would like to be in contact with me, I love hearing from you. You can find me on Instagram at elaine.kalila or over on my website, elainekalila.com. And lastly, I'd like to invite you, if you loved this episode, to go ahead and share this with someone that you think might enjoy it too. It's through us sharing our hearts with one another and inspiring one another that we reveal our red, that evolutionary edge that is just waiting to be fully expressed in all aspects of our world. Until next time, many, many blessings. Blessings.